motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. Right, Carl. So we'll move on to sec three, which is just us running through double or nothing. Uh, would you like to run through the matches, Carl? Yeah. Um, I just think, firstly, before we even get into oh, it, sorry, I was uh, I was going to say, I, um, I've, it's a weird one, this this pay-per-view, because I don't think they really spent a long time hyping it up, but then over like the recent Dynamite and maybe the one before it, I started to get really hyped for it. Mm. <laughs> um, and I think just, just looking up and down the kind of match card and stuff like that, there was some really, really decent... Um, matches here um for it but um i didn't actually watch the um the buy-in <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> <did I. laughs> so um not too much to say about that um but what we do know is the best friends um took a win over private party i think um you know we, we don't really watch aw dark so i'm not too sure if private party are on there um but i've kind of missed them from yeah, we've not AEW, seen a great deal of them uh, on Dynamite on the weekly show, have we? Um, I think no. a lot of people get a lot of time on Dark, um, but you know, we we watch and talk about Dynamite, so sadly we don't get to see a lot of them, even if they are, like you say. Yeah. Um, again, we we never watched the the buy-in, but it was a it was a number one contenders match, I believe, wasn't it? So um, that will see the best friends going up against. Uh, it, it's still, I, I feel like I've I've missed a beat here, but it's still um, Omega and Page, isn't it, with the titles? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. It just seems to be in the background for the elite at the minute as well. So I weren't sure. Yeah, no, I think um, it's a it's a big win for the for the best friends. Um, so interesting to see them actually get a get a shot at the titles. I think, but um, yeah. So uh, the first match of the the main card was actually the casino ladder match, um, which I was quite excited for. To be fair, um, mm. it's like their version of Money in the Bank, and it and you know as as history goes, Jericho apparently came up with the concept of Money in the Bank. So, so this is sort of Jericho pushing the money in the bank idea with a different branding. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, this this was a this was a bit fifty fifty for me. I don't know what your thoughts were on it, but I felt like it was quite clunky um, for for like a multi man match. Like, firstly, so from a rules standpoint, um, it was kind of like a bit of a crossover between like the Royal Rumble and Money in the Bank because they had two guys started out. Um, and the, every like two minutes or something, an additional guy would come down up until all nine of them were there. Yeah, and they, they try and buy into the casino element, don't they? So it's like done on yeah. cards or some shit. Mm-hmm. But um, I find that probably a little bit messy in terms of how they put that across, to be honest yeah. with you. And I think as well, it doesn't really make much sense because so it started out with um, SCU, like both um, guys from SCU, uh, Scorpio Sky and um, Kazarian. With the two guys who started off, so obviously friends, um, you know, tag partners and whatnot. Um, but I don't know, like what what's stopping them just saying, okay, well, tell you what, Scorpio, you get it, and they just win it before anyone else has even come to, <laughs> come into the yeah. ring. I mean, that's, I feel like... that's the loose element of it. Is like, in theory, from what I gather, you know, you could win the, you could win the, um, I was going to say belts, you know, the, the, you know, the thing, you could win it without everyone coming out. That's kind of mm-hmm. weird, isn't it? Yeah, so literally it's whoever climbs it and gets the chip. Um, so the chip, thank whether... you. I weren't sure what they were climbing for, but it's the chip. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and that, that bit puzzles me. I mean, it, like, it'd be nice if they were clear on the rules of like every man has to have entered before you can climb the ladder, but then that'd be a bit chaotic as well. It'd be a strange rule, even though that is likely what we see every time one of these matches happens. Yeah. Um, but no, I think um, 
I was 50 50 on it because I don't know. It was, it's really hard to get massive multi man matches right. And it's hard enough when it's like six people or seven people, but to have nine people in there at one point plus, you know, Jimmy Havoc's there, accompanying Kip Sabian. Um, you know, you have other different run ins like best friends show up and stuff like that. And mm. it just became very, um, I don't know, a bit cumbersome at times. Um, that being said, there were some really good kind of um, spots in there as well. So like Darby Allen was another standout in this, um, you know, some of the kind of spots and stuff he did. But probably the big piece of news from this match was we, um, you know, there was one participant who was um, to be announced on the night um, and it was the ninth participant and it was a debuting Brian Cage. Mm. Um, so this guy... You know, he, he he was hired by WWE many moons ago, but never really did much in the. Um, I believe he had a, a a fair show in TNA, didn't he, for a while? Yeah, so um, he went on the Indies after WWE, and he went to Lucha Underground for a bit, and in Mexico. And the last kind of two or three years, he's been in TNA. I think he was the X Division champ, and he was their main mm. champ for a while as well. Um, so you know, the guy is fucking huge like he's he's jacked so i remember not too long ago we were chatting around aw and talking around like their lack of kind of big monster kind of you know heels and stuff like that and i feel like mm. that's <laughs> that's changed quite a bit over the last few oh months. yeah it's interesting how much that's changed since we made those comments to be fair yeah it so, shows you that they do almost that they see they're, they're obviously watching their product and going this is what we need to work on uh which is great i like i like to see a company acknowledging their weaknesses and i'm, I'm pushing towards them yeah, I, I joke that they listen to us, and they might. I really don't know, <laughs> but uh, chances are they saw what we saw. You know what I mean? Which is is great. I like to see a company being organic with it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but so what did you make got... of the the sort of Taz's role in all this these days? Yeah, so um, so obviously Taz was uh, kind of he seems to be um, his manager, Brian Cage's manager. So I don't know. It kind of came out of nowhere. So the last couple of weeks has been um, Taz trying to you know help Darby Allen. After after he lost to Cody in, in the um, TNT title brackets, and I don't know, it kind of just came out of nowhere a bit for me. This, uh, but at the same time, I I think I think Taz could be quite good as a manager. To be fair, so I, I'm definitely open to it. But again, mm-hmm. it just it doesn't really make much sense why he was pitching after Derby for so yeah, long to then come out. I only with... had this guy in the wings, like yeah. <laughs> so unless they're gonna go into like a Derby Allen thing as like the next. Yeah, maybe, like a yeah. first feud for him or something, perhaps, because I'm not too sure, again, in terms of how the cash-in would work in this particular match. So well, Forgive the, because um, again, it's not something they mentioned, the double or nothing, but I, I think I read today that it's going to be Fighter Fest that uh, we see the match. Oh, okay. So I don't think they're fucking around with it. Like, I think that'll be September Fighter Fest. <clears throat> so um, they do pay-per-views a little bit differently. It's not one a month like uh, WWE tend to do. Um, is it one a month for WWE? It's not as regular as WWE anyway. Um, but yeah, so the next one I think is September and it'll be Fighter Fest. And yeah, by all accounts, the, that's when he's going to have his title shot. Interesting. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether it was just a case that they could... Um like money in the bank style, just rock up and enter themselves into a match or challenge someone or whether they, you know, they had to pick it ahead of time it, or whether really, it was... Because of the casino gimmick, it kind of feels like that's how it should be. You cash in your chip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It just makes yeah. sense. But um, but yeah, I don't know how what the, whether that is something they can do and he's just chose to go for Fighter Fest or whatever. It's just something that I've seen on social media. So it seems like like that's happening. And, and you know, that that is that is opportunity there. So it seems fairly well laid out rather than when will he do it? Yeah. Um so I don't know, that's, that's quite interesting then, but um definitely a big um catapult, 
for this newly debuting um, Brian Cage. So he's not someone that I've I've watched loads or anything. So interesting to see how he, you know, he looked impressive in the uh, the short amount of time he was in the match. Mm. Um, he did kind of they took him out at one point and like buried him under a load of like <laughs> stuff from around the stage <laughs> um, to kind of keep him down. And then obviously he kind of powered his way out of that. But no, he yeah. looks like a monster. Um, and he looks. The only very thing agile. I will say, I think um, I always think it's a little bit difficult when somebody debuts in a match like this. Because um, he, he, don't be wrong, he's looked well in the match, but like I always prefer when you get to see him in a bit of one-on-one action, so you get to get an idea of what they're like in the ring. Because that's really not what we've got at the minute. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But again, not only a minor thing, but I just wanted to mention it. Yeah, no, I think um, he definitely looked impressive. So I'm uh, I'm keen to see what's next. I've got an inkling it's going to be Darby Allen just because of the Taz link, but. Um, interested to see where it goes but yeah I thought for an opening match it was full of excitement um, if not maybe just a little bit clunky at times um, but yeah I certainly think all, it's not as um, not as fluid as uh, like the likes of a Money in the Bank match not this year's because this year's was crazy but uh, like a typical Money in the Bank match it, it certainly didn't feel to run as, as fluid as uh, as that sort of thing it did have its clunky moments but again overall really good and considering you know they're still new to the game AEW all credit to them yeah, definitely. Um, so, nice little fun way to kick it off. Um, kind of got me hyped for the rest of the show. Um, the next match was, I'm going to say now, was match of the night. Really? Um, wow. Me. Okay. Um, so, it was Jungle Boy versus MJF. And this this was just a classic for me. Like, it was so... Like, we talk about a lot of guys having good chemistry together and stuff like that. This was um, this was phenomenal. This, this was like a really old school kind of, like, technical match. Like, you know, MJF can go, man. Like, this kid, this kid is going to go really far just because charisma has never been in question. Like, is, is in-ring work. I, I dare know, say you had seen... the charisma first. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, I've, I don't feel like I've, I've seen enough of him to ever kind of fully judge how good he was in the ring. And I've just always had this assumption because he's so good, like, you know, from a charisma standpoint, that his in-ring work probably wouldn't be, like, amazing. But like, the, I think you're because usually that. you don't have it all, do you? It's very rare you see a wrestler who has every part of it. So usually, when they're good on the mic, they're not so good in the ring. But yeah, no, he's definitely got it. No, this was um, this was just such a good match. Um, they were both really equally kind of matched as well. Um, you know, Jungle Boy's another guy who reminds me of like a really young Shawn Michaels, a bit Jungle Boy. Um, but yeah, I just think he's just a Jungle Boy. <laughs> jungle Boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so for me, um, this was kind of the standout um, match of the night, I would say. It, it, it wasn't my favourite you know, segment overall. I mean, we'll come on to the, um, the, sta- the Stampede match. But, <laughs> yeah, um, but in terms, terms of, of actual match. Actual matches, this was, uh, this was you know, my, my favourite one. I don't know what I your thoughts were. Well, to be honest, I, I, I'm not, it's going to sound like a cop-out this, but I, I, don't even, I couldn't even tell you what my favourite match was. I totally agree with you. This was a really good match and really good for the pair of them. And I've not seen Jungle Boy in the ring an awful lot either. Um, with all due respect to him, he kind of gets overshadowed in that trio by Luchasaurus. So, you know, it's nice to see the the one-on-one between the two of them. Um, and I think they both looked really good and it was a really good match. Um, but I honestly couldn't tell you what my match of the night was. I think, you know, credit to you for, for listing this one because it was, it was a really good match to watch. Yeah, definitely. And certainly better than the next one, all due respect to it. <laughs> yeah, do you know, right, so the next match of the night was the TNT title match. Um, I was a little bit disappointed seeing the title design, so I'm a big, um, I'm a big kind of uh, title nerd, to be honest, and it felt a bit lacklustre this. So apparently, 
you know, I don't know whether this is going to change things much or whatever, but apparently Tony Khan's come out and said it's not finished. So they've got intentions to add, what? like, um, yeah. So apparently because of COVID, they couldn't finish the belt properly. Like, they're meant to be adding gold plating and stuff to it. Um, oh, right, okay. Stuff. But, yeah, so I don't know whether you believe that or whether you sure. just said the reaction and was like, uh, mm. <laughs> but, yeah, so I don't know. Like, um, I know it's getting a lot of shit for having, like, a red strap and stuff because everyone hates the universe strap and that, but that didn't bother me. It was just more the, the title design itself felt really bare. Um yeah, I mean, there's problem. a strange thing, really, for this, where, like, people seem to get kind of het up on, on belt colour. But, you know, we've had, like, green and all sorts over the years. Uh, it's not like they have to be black. Um, I think it helps to, you know, stand out. I actually prefer the red on that strap to help it be a bit more distinct. It's it's up there with having, like, your, your icy title with the white strap. I always like that. Mm-hmm. It just made it stand out a little bit. Um, but, like you say, I think the, the actual plate design was just a bit industrial. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like there wasn't, it wasn't a lot to it, and I'm not a massive fan of the massive TNT on the cross in front of it. But <laughs> yeah. I know it's the TNT title, so it kind of has to have that. But yeah. it's not like it's not like you win the world title and it's got world wrote across the front of it in massive yeah. letters, is it? So it didn't need that. But no, I get it's, it. TNT is a brand, and that's what they're doing. Fine. Yeah, that's 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 what they've done. Unfortunately, I think because um, because that's my hang-ups with it as well. It feels too bare. And it's like, well, really, it's just a giant logo of TNT. And the TNT logo is a circle with TNT in the middle. So they can't yeah. really start putting shit in there. <laughs> so it's... Yeah, it's just black block letters from what I saw as well. Really, it's like, yeah, yeah and there's not a lot you can do with the TNT logo. It's, it, it, it is what it is. But um, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I, I feel like someone could have done a better job with that. Finished or unfinished, I don't think it's going to end up looking much different. Maybe with a few more accents to it, but it's not going to be much different. Yeah. Um, so that that was kind of my me, me first gripe. Then the actual match itself, I just, I don't know what it is about Cody matches. They're always just so overproduced. Mm. Like, I'll take so, your point on that. <laughs> like, there was just far too, far too much, far too many shenanigans. There was too much Arn, too much Jake, too much Mike Tyson. It was just, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, think of everything going I was into incredibly... this. <laughs> I will say, though, when you say too much Mike Tyson, I was incredibly worried about the inclusion of Mike Tyson. I think I mentioned it uh, mm. last week, maybe. So, I'm, or maybe I mentioned it to you, not on the podcast. But in any case, I was worried Mike was going to be involved too much. So I was actually quite relieved at the level of Mike we got, in all fairness. Yeah. It's one of the took I his just... shirt off, but, you know, all good. <laughs> he's, because um, he's such, like, he's, he's such an oddball. And he, it's, it's, like, it's strange because he's there and... You know, he did like there's really good bits, then really weird bits. Like when um I also I'm really I'm getting a bit tired of this um Lance Archer fucking entrance where he just starts battering some random fella. Like once or twice, okay, but that's his entrance now, just to be beating somebody up on the way to the ring. Which is stupid because then they yeah. start going like logically any company and again kayfabe and all that but i like kayfabe with a little bit of elements of uh, realism yeah. not even the right word because we've got undead people and bands <laughs> but basically it's like well logically you go well don't have anyone near him because he's a fucking loose cannon or you'd have words with them and say you can't keep doing that we're gonna get sued or whatever do you know what i mean it just yeah it was a stupid entrance like something that yeah. should be sustainable for a long time but like i thought like all that aside like Mike Tyson then like reacted to seeing him and it was like that was priceless it was like a really good reaction but then there was stuff in there where he's like posing and kind of you know saying like squaring up to Jake and stuff like that and I think there was one point where the camera cut to him and he was like yawning 
and it was like fuck you know what I mean like the camera had to cut away dead quick and it's like I don't know there was there was good bits but bad bits with it and mm. I know it, ultimately it did what it what it set out to do and it was to get it got mentioned all over the place you know what I mean it was yeah, like Mike yeah. Tyson this Mike Tyson that Mike Tyson looks ripped at AEW and that, and that's he did look ripped to be fair yeah I feel so, like he insisted that his shirt has to come off at some point <laughs> yeah. because he knows he put the work in there oh yeah <laughs> well, who's, who's going to say no as well sure thing Mike <laughs> <Where are you laughs> um, but yeah I don't know the match itself like it just it, they don't need to be so overproduced and it's a shame and it, it, it's always Cody matches to be fair and it is yeah. a bit annoying but he's actually alluded um, to it for though when he was feuding with MJF he alluded to the fact that like what did he say like he knows about like I can't remember the words he used, but he was basically like alluding to the fact that he has like a big grandiose entrance and he knows like he knows about putting on a show basically. And it's like he's well aware that it's all very overproduced, but does it anyway. But like you say, yeah. when we're seeing him in regular matches, it can get a little bit tiresome. Well, it's 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 one of them. Like, I, I, I don't even mind like, the the entrances and stuff like that. I think it's more that there's always some like shenanigans of some kind. There's always like like Arn Anderson getting involved, like fucking Jake Roberts was there. And at one point he was going to yeah. bring the snake back out again. And it's like, well, why? And then like, yeah. he clearly didn't sometimes he just want a straight up bad. match between them. Yeah. And I think yeah. with the whole build up to this, where it's been like Lance Archer's come in and he wants to take Cody's piece of the pie. And then it's been made around this title thing and all the stuff with like um, Brandy and Jake. And they've had a load of stuff leading up to it. And I feel like the focus was less on, you know, Cody trying to get revenge on fucking, um, Archer and it was more around like everything else that was happening around them and it felt like the the two guys who were fighting for the belt felt second to the rest of the shite, do you know what I mean? So, mm. I don't know. You know what else I was surprised at? We had um, Arn come out with, with Cody and Brandy came out with uh, Dustin later on mm. and I thought this was a perfect time to have Brandy come out with Cody because yeah. she was having that back and forth with Jake and saying like she doesn't need a man to defend the, you know, it's a new age and all this. What in a perfect time for some, if you're going to have some shenanigans, you know, some brandy shenanigans where she gets to go around on Jake somehow. Yeah. And almost I mean, close that off as well, but she weren't there at all. She's like not asked about the whole snake incident and all that, you know. Yeah, I think they've had to do this because of the whole fucking thing on Dynamite this week where those guys were having a little press conference. With yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, makes Doing sense. their own thing. But I think... <sighs> It would have made perfect sense, as you've said, to have her there because she's been the focal point of Jake more than Arn. But then they've switched it last minute, and yeah, it would of, have been a little bit of women's power as well for her, you know, yeah. getting her own back. But hey, I guess I'm glad that they just didn't have both of them there because that would have just been extra overproduction. Do you know what I mean? If yeah, you think yeah. of the last the last time she was at ringside for a Cody thing, it was him stepping out the way and she got knocked over and Billy going that's You know what I mean? It's every match he's in, there's fucking something. You know what I mean? Shenanigans, so, shenanigans, Carl. Yeah. Call it what it is, man. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was um, I was surprised by the outcome. I wasn't. I wasn't. I think. Um, I I was. I'll be honest. I was disappointed by the outcome. And I've mm. not really said a great deal on Lance Archer just yet. I don't really. I was like, I I, I struggled to buy the gimmick when they're like, he's the Medhawk monster man, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, you're really trying to sell me on something, and it feels almost like you're trying to sell me on it because he's not. I was half expecting like just like some skinny, weak dude to come out the way they were building them up to be something. Um. And then he come out and he's had a few matches and you can go, all right, it, it, the deliberate squashes, but he looks awesome. Um, so I was I was building for it and I thought the logical conclusion would be for Lance to to take the win on this. And I get, you know, Cody lost his opportunity at the world title and will never be able to win it and all that bollocks. But I, I, I was kind of disappointed that Lance didn't win this. 
Yeah, I don't know because I don't I don't know where Lance goes next now. Like, is it over? Like, is it not? Well, yeah. it's not I mean, they never got that piece of the pie, so you've got to imagine it's not over. <laughs> well, exactly, and it's like um, I don't know, like where where does where does Jake fit in now and stuff? You know what I mean? I, I'm interested to see where it goes. I think, but yeah, I was surprised um, that that Cody won it, but yeah, I don't know. It nice was, uh, I'd be interested though if um, if Jake sacks Lance off for someone else tries to bring another talent in to do the same and then Lance Archer gets in the way and is like betrayed and it sets up a feud for Lance because Jake's trying to bring someone in who can topple Cody. You know what I mean? Mm. There's ways of doing it. But yeah, I was surprised. I mean, in some senses you could argue the other way. If, if Lance had won, someone I'm sure would be sat somewhere in their world on a podcast talking to their friend about how Lance won a title too soon. You just don't <laughs> know. So, um, Very true. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, for me, I was I was ready for for Lance to win that, so I was a bit surprised that it went to Cody. You know, yeah. especially because Cody's one of like the the directors or whatever. So it's like, right, so you're giving yourself the title, nice. I know. Like, I, f- I feel like he he can't he can't win either. Can, can he now? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's he's done the thing of saying, okay, I'll never win the world title, and I've got a storyline reason for why, and then this is the one to come up and then if you if if he would have won it like he did it'd be like oh fucking hell he's the putting the title on himself and then if he wouldn't have won it it would have been like oh he's doing that thing again where you can't yeah. you know what i mean you're allowed like, to win the tnt one now <laughs> yeah so i don't know yeah. like yeah, yeah he's probably damned if he does damned if he doesn't to be fair but yeah. um yeah again more of a personal preference they were both good it was a good match a little bit overproduced a little too many shenanigans but um for me i wanted lance to win so that was a little bit of disappointment at the end there mm. Um, the next match, I haven't really got too much to say on it, to be honest. It was um, Statlander oh, yeah. versus Penelope Ford. First one to mention, obviously, this was originally meant to be Statlander Baker, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think Ford was a sort of a last-minute replacement. And I I can see something in, in Penelope. Um, and it's not just the fact that it's it's yet another blonde. Um, <laughs> it seems like we may have a fascination with that, Carl, given our, our fandom of Alexa Bliss. But <laughs> anyway... Um, I, uh, I think she's really quite talented, so it was nice to see her getting a bit of a push let's say because i don't think she'd have been on the card at all had Britt baker not have been injured do you know what though i'm not i'm not actually sure whether this i'm not sure whether statlander was the replacement i'm i mean i'm not sure you oh, you're wrong on that apologies honest. i i thought it was no, statlander uh, baker like you you might be absolutely right but i, 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 I could equally part, be absolutely wrong <laughs> part, part of me thinks it was meant to be baker and four and statlander got added but i could ah, be wrong but okay. um for me i was just because I'm also quite a big fan of Penelope Ford and like the gimmick and stuff like that. And I don't know, I, I was surprised that Statlander went over, I, I would say, um, because I don't, as you said, like I feel like if she was going to be getting a, a level of a push of any degree, then this could hinder that a little. But... Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought Ford needed it more. Because Statlander's already had some good matches in AEW. She's already, a, you know, a, I say it a lot, but a credible wrestler. But um, Ford is up and coming uh, certainly in, in in the main focus we've not seen her on on dynamite a lot other than valet and for sabian so for me she could have done with the win here so it, it's a shame and, and like you say i think it probably isn't helping if she is getting a push so i'm not sure what the what the aim of this was yeah me me neither <laughs> so fair mm. news um the next one something about these Rhodes brothers to do like a bit of a overproduction so this one was mm. where sean spears comes out um and, you know, he's called up Justin Rhodes, who's obviously retired, apparently, according to him. Um, apparently, even though he had that retirement match and, and won, so he didn't have to retire, he apparently <laughs> yeah, retired exactly. or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he basically comes out and Dustin's nowhere to be seen. His music plays, he doesn't come out. So he asks um, the referee to 
start the to ten counts and start the match, and then Brandy comes out because why wouldn't she? And then it turns out that Dustin is there and he's behind him. Ah. Um, and then yeah, they have a bit of a scrap, and Dustin takes the win. So okay, cool. yeah, sound <laughs> not um, nothing to say about. Strangest thing I suppose was um, was having to see uh, Sean Spears' ass. Probably the strangest thing for that match. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not not the best. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it's not a perfect time. Um, <laughs> uh, nice. You know, for someone who calls himself the chairman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, for those who who haven't seen the match, uh, why are you listening? Like we're ruining everything for you. But no, for those who haven't seen the match yet, there's a, a bit of. A, I don't know. If it was originally like a, a fuck up or whatever, but it seemed like uh, Dustin. If it was a, a a botch per se, he rolled with it because he sort of hiked his underwear down further, didn't he? So um, I assume it was deliberate, but you know, could have been a, a wardrobe malfunction as well. <laughs> yeah, not, not quite sure. Either way, um, more than we wanted to see of Ty Dillon. Yes. <laughs> um, so then the next match was a no DQ match uh, for the women's title. Um, Nyla Rose uh, took on Hikaru Shida. So she had been undefeated for quite a while now, but we obviously know Nyla's uh, quite a monster. The fact that it was a no DQ match kind of gave me some inklings we may see some kendo sticks. And oh, yeah. We did. Um, sticks galore. <laughs> and we actually crowned a new women's champion, yeah. um, which I was. I see I was from my, my notes here, I've actually wrote that Shonda took the win. So, Not Shonda. <laughs> I know. Surprise entrance in Shonda come in and took the win. Uh, I'm guessing. I feel like that's a, that's an opportunity to be like uh, <laughs> Nyla's street cousin or something. <laughs> it's Shonda Rose. It's Shonda Nyla. <laughs> Love it. Um, but um, yeah, so I feel, I feel like my typing skills might not have been up to scratch there. Who won, Carl? <laughs> well, it wasn't Shonda. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Shida is our new women's champ. Um, it was really, really, really good match, to be fair. And yeah. I think uh, she's she's kind of a big standout now in that division. I think. Uh, Do you know what? I've a... been I've been ready for Shida to take the title for a while now. I think she's been awesome. She's a really good uh, in ring competitor. I think uh, again, she might be another one. Did she come from New Japan? I know she's had a, a lot of wrestling history. She was quite a, a vet in a lot of senses when she joined AEW. Um, not that I've been able to follow her because I don't really follow um, anything outside of WWE or AEW. But um, she's been really good in AEW since her debut. And um, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed uh, most of the matches I've seen her in. She's um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for her being the women's champion. To be fair, I was actually yeah, a little definitely. surprised that Nyla lost it so soon. Like. Mm-hmm. Has she defended it on, on a pay-per-view before? Is this like the first pay-per-view she's defended the title? Mm, maybe. If if she has defended it, it's only been once or twice at most. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? It's not been a long run with the title. I thought they might have given her a bit longer. But yeah. even so, uh, you know, I'm all for it. It was a really good match. And I would have been happy with either winner, really. Either one would have made sense. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I was trying to think. Uh, my mind's gone blank on who the first women's champ was. I forgot her name. I can picture her. I know exactly who she is. Yeah, Riho. Riho. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think Riho obviously held it um, significantly longer than Nyla, which is crazy, really, because um, obviously once Nyla won it, she was more of like the monster kind of uh, villain who you thought were going to keep it for quite some time. So yeah. I think it, I think what was good is I think she does feels like a credible threat whereas like some of the others maybe didn't so mm. hopefully it opens the door now for you know some additional kind of um people who it would feel realistic to take the title off eventually yeah yeah but yeah it was a good uh good match all around really yeah i thought it was fine um then we got the world 
heavyweight championship match, uh, Moxley versus Brody Lee. Um, I quite I quite liked it. I don't know what your thoughts were. I'm a little torn because <laughs> no, I like the match. Like you can't argue that it was a good match between the two. They had good chemistry together. It was enjoyable to watch. I'm more torn over the result because mm. the way they've built Brody Lee up, I felt like he needed to win. <laughs> but at the same time, I hate titles moving around too quickly. And this is what the the second time Moxley's defended it. Third maybe. Yeah. So I'm like, well, no, Moxley kind of needs to hold it a little bit longer. But I don't know. Do you think this is going to cause a bit of a problem for the Dark Order? Or do you think they can work with it in the sense of Brody's going to be even more of a maniac and more pissed off because he took the loss? I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they're going to give up on Dark Order stuff too too soon. I think um, obviously they, they kept him strong. I think because he he kicked out of a couple of paradigm shifts, um, and you know it, he he couldn't put him away. He had to basically choke him out. He didn't tap. He just kind of. Um, got put to sleep, didn't he? So they kind of... Yeah, so they haven't made him look control. weak from it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they did, I think they did as much damage control as they possibly could, so I don't necessarily think it's over. Um, but yeah, I feel like it'll be interesting to see from a character standpoint how much it changes um, the whole kind of approach, I guess, um, of, of him. Because mm. I think, am I right in saying this is the first loss we've seen Brody take? I know he's not had a lot of matches yet, but this will be the first loss, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. And given the character he's built himself up to be, you imagine he's going to take a lot of umbrage to that. So um, you never know. I mean, he could build into more of a feud between the two of them. I don't know. Yeah, I think um, I, d- I definitely think it'll carry on for a little bit, um, mm. which I think is a good thing because I feel like that that's bounced around too much as well. Like he was facing Hager, then you know what I mean. Like I feel like he just needs to. Wear yeah, the he's not actually had a, a feud or a, or a program, as you say. It's been like him next. Yeah, so um, fair point. Yeah. Um... So yeah, it'd be interesting to see where that goes. And then the main event of the evening was the, the main uh, event, Cal. The stadium stampede match. The chaos that was the stadium I stampede match. Loved it. Yeah. Loved everything. I about know there was a, a lot of speculation before this that this could be similar to what people were doing with Money in the Bank. Could be greater, it could be a fucking train wreck. But yeah, I think this was a lot of fun. You know, really well done. And um, yeah, it's just enjoyable all around, wasn't it? Really, just, uh, typically what you come to expect for you. I don't think we'll ever see anything with the elite and the inner circle that's not going to be just gold because they they all know exactly what they're doing, and it's fantastic. Yeah, there was like th- this was just honest to god. It was so so funny and so entertaining. Like I find myself laughing just so many different times at so many different things. Um, it was it's it's what it's what you know what I mean. I, I say it's what wrestling is, even though it wasn't it wasn't really a match, but like it's what this kind of pro wrestling entertainment thing is all about, isn't it? It's uh, Yeah. And do you know what? I think as well, Jericho didn't really have much of a showing in this. And I think I mentioned on the Dynamite um, view before, he's doing such a phenomenal job of being this megastar, but like not hogging the limelight. Yeah. He's got the balance perfectly right, hasn't he? Mm. But like, I think um, I'm, tr- I'm tr- trying to think of uh, all the, all the different kind of stuff that happened. Obviously you had, Hangman on a fucking horse chasing down Sammy Guevara. <laughs> um, obviously having flashbacks of the uh, fucking golf cart incident. So he, he gets chased down, chased away. Um, oh, the stuff with my Hardy, man. Did you mark out for that Hardy stuff? Um, yeah, was, no, so, <laughs> Yeah, so it was like... Um, I'm 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 thinking I'm, t- I'm talking more around um it's obviously the it's not quite the lake of reincarnation but the uh the fucking swimming pool of uh Matt's alter egos but basically um it just tickled me so much because he he's obviously coming out as a fucking 
um, Psychopath Mahardy, and then the, the, when they dunk him under the first time and like almost try and drown him, then he comes back up as like Matt Hardy, like, oh, with the fucking things, and they dunk him again, then he comes back up as version one, um, and it's got like fucking Matt facts and everything. It's like a proper, like, old school throwback to the version one days, and then he ends up back as Vanguard again, uh, not well, whatever the fuck he's called Damascus. Damascus. Don't be wrong. I I do enjoy the production of it, and I do enjoy the the nostalgia. I'm still very up and down on on Damascus as an entity, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. It it is stick. Now I can't moan about it too much. That you either love it or hate it. But um. No. It's it's always good fun to see the the retro elements there. Um. Version one's probably my man. You know what I mean. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking that you'd get quite a kick out of that because I know obviously he's done the uh, I'm I'm just Matt Hardy before, but not like the version one. So that's the first time you've seen it. And just the way that they ripped off the uh, the Matt Fax thing as well, like from the old SmackDown days, that was really funny. To be fair, yeah, that's a that's a quality move. That so obviously that 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 had me tickled. The uh, <laughs> when Hangman can't find uh, Sammy Guevara, so he just goes to the bar, and then Jake Hager goes in <laughs> and he starts serving drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Like that, that tickled me, and it was like, so we could drink and all we fighting, and they're like, well, well, what's the difference? And then, like, they just start going absolutely crazy and do the whole um, sliding them across the bar scene where he's just fucking smashing drinks everywhere and stuff. Like, that was tickling me. Um, yeah, I love how they <laughs> leaned into like that sort of stuff as well. It's like, Hangman's known for the drink, so they have that little bit in there. It's, um, I, I don't know, there's so many moving parts, but they play to everyone's character really well. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's it, and it, um, it was just like I, I, I'm just trying to, I'm like racking my brains trying to think of all the stuff. There was um, the bit with the fucking the the chalk or the like the field chalk, and he goes up, <laughs> like he's going over doing the lines, hangman, and then he fucking puts it over. Um, J.K. get it all goes in his face and stuff, and then Sammy Sammy Guevara getting uh, beat up by the sprinkler. You know, what I mean? it's just like <laughs> just stupid shit, but it's like so funny. Um, yeah, I mean if. if- I think it's fair to say if you don't watch any of Double or Nothing, if you can only watch one thing from Double or Nothing, watch this because you don't see stuff like this every day. I've, um, I'm, I'm forgetting about the thingy, um, that thing as well where uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember what the move is. It's like the Northern Lights suplex thing, but he, he keeps doing it on Sammy Guevara and he goes the full length of the football field and scores a touchdown <laughs> and then <laughs> spikes Sammy's head into the floor and he does like another fucking fantastic sell do you know what I mean it's just honestly everything about it was great Jericho it's, did it's have obviously say, like, sorry go on I was going to say Jericho did have a moment of his own obviously you know it's more for the American football fans out there but uh, after Aubrey doesn't count the three she only goes to two he wants to he calls the, the challenge doesn't he and they go in like the little um, <laughs> the little fucking thing to review the footage and stuff just like you would do in an American football game And yeah I, I think that's just... a fair point like it was probably a little lost on us as, as um, Limey's but um, yeah, I think the Yanks probably would have got more of a kick out of that as well, wouldn't they? Yeah. But no, um, uh, oh, I think um, I love the, the the use of the space as well. Like yeah. this is, uh, and I don't want to try and rag on WWE, you know, but this is an example of when when you're saying like you know you're having a match in the entire arena or whatever, and then they go into the audience a little bit, and then they go on the ramp a little bit, and that's about it. Th- this is not that kind of thing. I mean, to be fair, it was never a, an in ring match anyway, but. Uh, it, it's it's great when you see that use of space there. You know what I mean? They were they were in the stadium and they used the stadium. And um, I, I I don't know. I think they they were very very creative with everything they did there. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, I believe it, like everybody on the whole roster like was was asked to submit ideas for different like spots and different things that like could happen and stuff like that. And everyone really got involved in it. So um, you got a lot of input know. as well, haven't you? Yeah, I just thought it was really fucking funny and. 
um, like like Guevara as well. Like this kind of cemented it for me. Like we were talking about him in the ring, and we we're talking about his like his charisma work, but like he's he's just become like this little star, hasn't he? Like um, oh yeah, I think it's fair to say in terms of this as well, he was the one who put his body through it, really. Yeah, so they all did stuff, but um, he he was certainly um, he was a shining example in terms of like the I don't want to say punishment because hopefully he didn't take too much punishment per se, but the, the, what he was willing to do, um, you know, fair play to him. Yeah, definitely. Um, but no, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed the whole the whole show start to finish. So for me, it's um, I, I'm going to give it a four out of five because uh, there, there was some some clumsiness. There was some matches in there that like the the Sean Spears Dustin Rose one, which was fine, but just felt like it didn't belong on there. Like the Penelope Ford and Statlander one, just again was a bit thrown together and stuff. But mm. you know. Um, the, the match quality, like the MJF match was fantastic. The stadium stampede was just something else. Uh, you know, th- there was loads of decent matches on there also. Yeah. Um, solid four for me. I, I think I'm with you on that. I, I have to give it a four. Um, nothing has yet gained my five. And sadly, this was probably getting close to. But um, there are bits like certain certain results. I was like, hmm. And certain matches, like the one, the two you cited, especially the, um, the Statlander and Ford one. And the Spears and Rhodes, uh, they didn't feel very strong in terms of booking, but um, all around a really enjoyable pay per view. And um, yeah, a four out of five for me, definitely. Awesome, awesome. And that's it, Carl. That's another week. I know you're devastated. You know, we we could we could talk for hours with these things, but that's another week done. Another week of A to the K's wrestle talk. So, uh, any closing notes, Carl? Any closing notes? Anything you want to say to the people? Um, to the people, I would like to say. Please remember to check us out on all social networks, including TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And again, wherever you listen to this, if you fancy a little bit of a change, you know, we're on everywhere where podcasts are available. We even um, discovered that we were on something called Bullhorn the other day. We Apparently, apparently. a lot of you guys listen on that. So didn't, thanks. Didn't, yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, it was a surprise to we us because we didn't realize we were on there. So that's good. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, um, as well if uh, obviously during these times if you are stuck at home and um, there's not much uh, you know you can't really go out and do much and you're planning on listening to us while at home then also check us out on YouTube as well um, same show but um, drop us a subscribe uh, we yeah. would appreciate well, it similarly if you can't find the remote and you still want to listen to us you know you can always ask Alexa as well you can you can, you can. thanks to TuneIn Radio and iHeartRadio and all the radios that we all are the radios. on. <laughs> so pretty much anyway, we, we couldn't have put ourselves out there more for you. We really couldn't. Exactly. And, you know, we've just proven that we're in more places than even we know about because we're finding out new places <laughs> every day too. Damn right. Awesome. Right. And as for my closing notes, uh, all I need to say is, yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> now, until another week, guys, I look forward to it. So we'll see you all next Sunday. Have a good one.